Inherently Happy, Episode 41, Happy Goals. You know one of the things that can improve your chances of success? Setting happy goals. And I know that you probably already knew that. It is the most basic method of organizational accomplishment planning that exists after all, but it's a process and as such can always be customized and refined. And as you do, you may find yourself becoming distracted by other biological and societal imperatives. You forget to be happy. Worse, you forget you are happy. You forget that happy makes right. Happy makes good. Happy makes all. Or you get overwhelmed and simply don't care about balance anymore. You want to rage, and so you should. But not out in the streets or against the unsuspecting citizenry. Express yourself in productive, educational ways so that you can understand it later, or others can. A time when I got overwhelmed was at a concert. I never attend them. Preferring instead to listen to music in private, it's a very emotional thing for me. A good song can just get you. I only went to this particular concert because my girlfriend at the time wanted me to and because I thought I'd be able to grab a seat in the back. But there were no seats. Everyone stood, and it was packed, and it was loud, to the point where I had to cover my ears because it actually hurt. I felt a headache coming on and experienced a slight vertigo that I had to shake off. My girlfriend was livid, if you can believe that. Like the adverse reaction I was enduring was done solely for the benefit of injuring her. Like, how dare I be so selfish as to not enjoy this? So, no understanding or compassion for the suffering of another human being whom she professed to care for and about. Hmm. And, if you can believe this, she herself was often prone to panic attacks and frequently required hospital visits and ongoing medical treatment. I don't know if what I experienced was a full-blown textbook panic attack or if they come in all varieties, but the urge to leave to spare myself this onslaught won out, and I left her with our friends while I retreated to the lobby to have myself a sit. I soon felt much better, and the music, while still loud, was muffled just enough by the doors to be enjoyable and not excruciating. I wound up having a great time by myself out there, just how I like it. I was rather disappointed in my girlfriend's complete lack of compassion, especially when she herself appreciates mine when she experiences overwhelming stimuli, which happens a lot. If you smack your lips too loud around her, she'll have a panic attack. If she's told she can't bring outside coffee into a movie theater, panic attack. She's had panic attacks while relating what caused previous panic attacks, and I was always there for her. But the one instance in our entire relationship that spanned years where I was unprepared and slightly tilted I might have drank a little extra at dinner, thinking I could nap in the back row. She loses any ability to relate to another human being who's experiencing a discomfort that she herself knows all too well. Because it disappointed her. I lost a point in her estimation, because I have to measure up to what she expects of me, which includes always supporting her emotional turmoil, while I get no such consideration in return. Not a good match. She forgot to be happy. Happy doesn't force you to do things. Happy makes you want to do them because they'll help keep you balanced and therefore happy. And setting happy goals helps. Helps you focus, helps you remember, helps helps keep you on track.
What's an example of a happy goal? Something you can feel happy about. For me, that might be drawing a cartoon, watching or making a movie, writing, joining in on a group activity, sometimes, spending time with an intimate companion, sometimes. Things that ground me and collect me and ultimately free me to be who I want to be. So if I have a cartoon I want to draw or a story I want to tell, then I imagine how happy it would make me to get it right. Then I decide if I think the effort is worth it, and if it is, I begin with the goal of completing it to my own happy satisfaction. Setting aside time may seem like a chore, and it totally is, but that's when you remember that, oh yeah, you actually like doing this. You're the one who wanted to do this. You just have to do it. Happy living requires moderation, and yes, discipline. But it's not a bad word if it helps prevent you from becoming overwhelmed, which can lead you to commit the tragic act of giving up on yourself, your happy self. You lose faith that happy will ever touch your life again because you seek happy outwardly instead of within. Those happy goals are just reminders that the search for happy starts and ends with you. Do what makes you happy. Be your best self, the one you actually like. Make a plan and a commitment and track your achievements in order to gain the perspective of those who have a habit for success. You think true success is only set one happy goal? They try to succeed at everything. Happy is not a goal to achieve, though. It is merely a home base to come back to. Home is always here. Your happy home is you. If you find it. You must explore your world and test your emotions. And don't get hooked on the bitter, acrid, salty, and sour ones, sad, fear, mad, and guilt. Nor get hooked on the sweet and effervescent ones, glad and hope. You can't find balance that way. Your emotion, your emotional inertia, that which just wants to keep on keeping on, can be so strong that it takes a great deal of effort to change your habits. But if living from a place of happy more often than not is a goal, then plan for it. Start by just acknowledging that you sometimes lose focus and forget to be balanced and aware of happy. You'll do it later or you need your pain. It's what inspires you to fight. That fight is merely with yourself. Be happy about everything. Be balanced about everything. And don't start in on that old saw that if you're something about everything, then you're nothing about nothing. Balance means that you have equilibrium and you can bob and weave in any direction you like. It doesn't imprison you or paint you into a corner. Balance can sometimes mean that you go far in one direction. And as long as you go in the opposite direction, you'll find balance again. It doesn't mean death or stillness at all times. It means that whichever direction you do move in, you balance it out in the other direction. You have to right your own ship when it starts to list. If you experience tragedy, make sure to counter it with hope. If you have rage, then remember you must be careful or you could make things worse. And if you have fear, then fight it with laughter. And if you laugh and hope too much, then be sure to stick to the plan or you'll lose your balance and your happy way. Because your emotions are yours to fine tune. You have to find those things that work on you.
If I want to have a nice cry, then I'll watch a music video of an impressively talented and skilled performer who seems to tap into raw human emotion. If I want to taste the alert awareness of fear, then I'll turn on the news. If I want to get mad, then I'll keep it on. If I want to laugh, I'll watch some TV comedy or a funny ad. If I want to be inspired, I'll turn to great works or an example of human kindness in everyday life. Balance means you are constantly vigilant, but not frozen. It gets easier to maintain once you start from a place of equilibrium. But in order to get there, well, that's the chore right there. But that's what I'm here for, to remind you, because you will forget. That's okay, because I'll just keep reminding you anytime you want. Ha ha.